0: These are a series of unconfirmed physical effects that need further investigation. One of Geller's main attributes that had been reported to us was that he was able to bend metal from a distance without touching it. In the laboratory, we did not find him able to do so. In a more relaxed protocol, he was permitted to touch the metal, in which case, as you will see in the film, the metal is indeed bent. Simple photo interpretation is insufficient to determine whether the mantle is bent by normal or paranormal means.
1: Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. I shit you not, we bend spoons this episode, and so will you if you give it a listen. So unlike Yuri Geller, who may or may not have bent spoons with his mind, today's Psychonaut actually bends spoons using both hands. It may not impress your friends as much at a party, but something is still happening. Try it right now go grab some spoons and forks okay are you ready first try bending them into a knot with your strength alone see of course you can do it but it's hard and it hurts now start sending that spoon some energy refine your focus and listen to this episode if you get it right the cutlery will bend with no effort at all of course, we don't just talk about spoon bending this episode. We also talk about things like the Monroe Institute, Uri Geller and the Sanford Experiments, Belief versus Knowledge, Ocean Foot, Bigfoot Jesus, Consensus Reality, and we share a first hand experience witnessing a ghost getting drunk. This is Against All Oddities.
0: That song stuck in my head, that high hopes song. It's Panic at the Disco, except I realize it's funnier if you have high hopes for some chicken. I got high, high hopes for some chicken. <laughs> Gonna fry it up, make it finger lick it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mama said, eleven herbs and spices. Dip it in some bread. <laughs> I don't know the right song good enough
1: to keep going. <laughs> That's good. That's a positive thing that you don't know the whole song.
0: I've been playing it in my head for like 10 minutes.
1: You have you have younger kids, so they probably like that cuz they like Jack Imagine dragons and stuff.
0: Loves that. So he's out of Imagine Dragons. He is on to Dragon Force. See the
2: legend from
0: the gates all time now all feel the magic of the master sword. Oh, wow. Dude. Like obsessively it's crazy. And he's 10, right? 9 I'd, I'd take Dragon Force, sure. It's yeah. better than like a lot of other. Which things. one of his friends introduced
2: us to uh, Dragon Force?
0: I did, because <laughs> they had a song about Zelda that came out called the Triforce or the Power of the Triforce or whatever, and I was like, hey, check it out. There's a, a Zelda song, and it was like eyes dilated, Requiem for a dream. Shook. I have to find my personality now. And the coolest like parenting thing that I've walked into a, in a in a minute is uh he was listening to dragon force and drawing an ogre on how to draw a fantasy creatures book like yes. one of those how-to <laughs> sketch things like, yeah oh yeah i just like kept on going i didn't want to disrupt that moment hey, hey. welcome to against all oddities hey. where we talk about weird and strange and fun and cool and sometimes practical application of our weirdo topics that we talk about i'm youngest brother tim
1: a middle brother chris nate yeah so let's just before we get into today's uh episode let's just keep going with updates that was a good intro i liked hearing about that but tim what else have you been up to recently before we get to our topic at hand
0: i had some fun stuff to talk about and i'm blanking on a lot of it i I got distracted because i had to patch a crack in a wall in our house is 1948 so you can't use like uh the joint compound you have to use oh, actual not? plaster of paris why you it,
1: can use, you can use joint compound
0: but i use joint compound on my house oh <laughs> no it's a plaster wall and so i'm using plaster. you can use it,
1: joint compound on a plaster wall you can also use plaster, plaster of paris the,
0: the plaster works so much better the only thing is you have to go fast like you, you have to get up and so i've been painting a lot i'm still not drinking
1: what nice oh that's right you're gonna do february too
0: My dry January turned into, um, no fun February. So if you're watching on YouTube, I will be sipping on my seltzer water. Um, also the only alcohol we have in the house is hard seltzers. So it's an easy pass for me. If it was like (laughs) liquor or a nice beer, I'd like probably be jingling a glass right now, but, uh, strict diet exercising five days a week. I'm sticking to all that. So, um, I have a lost weight it's weird because i'm lifting heavy and oh yeah yeah body fat yeah uh i plateaued between 199 and 201 but i'm that's good my shape is maybe changing over the past six weeks so we'll we'll see um and then i'm every day i read the mitch horowitz book and i try to the 30 day 30 day mental challenge yeah all three of us are doing that i have not missed a day and uh but i should save those updates right yeah well we're that's gonna, gonna be a the, whole we're episode talk about right?
1: the 30-day mental challenge maybe next month uh let's finish because i'm still in the middle of it
0: right so spoiler alert we're doing a 30-day mental challenge with uh mitch Horowitz. we book. talked about it in the
1: last episode
0: right and i am on day like 21 or something mm-hmm. and i've had some success with it and i've kind of plateaued on that and some spots too but we'll we'll get into that at some point cool well, uh how are you
1: i'm fine
0: i do nothing
1: i just work and have a baby (laughs) but he's he's now cruising so he like stands up and anything he can hold on to he'll start walking in that direction does that mean he's covered in bruises now he has he does fall quite a bit and i definitely feel like i'm i'm like let that boy fall meredith (laughs) (laughs) like you know he's he's doing this thing where he's like holding on to the top of the table which is way above his head and i was like just let it go man he's gotta learn he's learning so much with his neural pathways are growing so much right now you can see his little core like shaking (laughs) because he's like (laughs) doing this thing and like the other day i saw him he had like a there's a shoe on the table and he was standing and like trying to he grabbed the shoe with one hand and he's like oh yeah i love this shoe and he grabbed it with his other hand and he stood with no support for like two seconds and then this immediately fell backwards <laughs> so he like learned
0: he learned that's a how lot. it starts though it's uh yeah. those accessory muscles to hold him upright. plus yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. the
2: diaper on that could push in a little bit right like he's falling on his butt
1: oh he's fine he's also a big boy he's got a 99th percentile head and oh man he's got a bit of a booty too he's fine do you have any overalls
2: <laughs> for him like like overall overalls nah he's more like classic
1: christian like christening dress where you're like just wearing a muumuu around the
2: house
1: (laughs) he's not there but he's getting there he's wearing a 12 to 15 month old clothes how old is he nine Uh, nine to ten he's like nine and a half months yeah that's all right he's good yeah he's fine he's good but that's all i got uh um that's all i got I mean, but nate what are your updates because that's kind of what's going to lead us into this episode. all right wait
0: what are your non-topic of today updates because that's kind of a huge update uh for like, me the I, business
2: uh business moving along expensively and slowly as they all do but uh uh look looking good um I think uh, we'll definitely be successful, but the Mitch book is gonna get, get me across that finish line too. Um, yeah, I think so. It's a good time
1: for you to read that book. I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's all it's all kind of coming together, and it's like if I need something, it like pops into place. You know. That's, so it's, it's 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 I've I have not zero marketing, you know, but I've quoted close, almost a
0: million bucks and yeah, uh, quotes out there oh. and stuff. So nice thumb awesome, dropped a little hearing that yeah. so just to
1: reiterate our the book we keep talking about is the 30-day mental challenge by mitch Horowitz, which, which is kind of like a positive thinking but it's very little bullshit i i like his like attitude about it it seems very um practical
2: yeah I, I had this whole epiphany like friday night almost like it all it was all clicking into space and then it was started to fall apart this morning on me like i was kind of sad this morning and uh, I don't know if it's from, so, you know, I, sp- I spent that week at the Monroe with its to with Mary, and I don't, I, I don't know if it's the lack of being around the Monroe stuff or is it the fact that I stopped eating? Well, no, I take, <laughs> well, no, it's terrible food there. It's oh. like jars of candy everywhere and snacks and oh. <laughs> unle- a chef with an, un- it's like a cruise ship type of food. Like it's just nonstop and I'm the food is really good.
0: Actually, because it's so counterintuitive to like... I
2: mean, there's a salad bar, but on the last day, it was like, well, we figured we'd grab you some meat, so it's nothing but barbecue pulled pork and barbecue ribs and all that stuff. Oh, that's stuff. funny. Hey, yeah. uh,
0: on that note, I might actually have to abruptly leave in like 20 minutes because I have a pork butt in the oven that went longer than I thought, so I need to... I... Is, your, is your family still sitting around the table waiting for the pork butt to come out of the oven? They are so hungry right now. It is 8.30 <laughs> <Yeah>, p.m., they... <laughs> no they're in bed but it's like an all-day thing it's 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 like a 12-hour cook and it got like super not done yet so it's still like sitting in the oven right now family went to bed hungry tonight
2: let me talk about the monroe institute a little bit for my update because it's not really telecom-
1: yeah also you might want to recap what the monroe institute is if you haven't if you don't know what it is go back and listen to our monroe institute episode
0: oh uh, yeah yeah and go
2: <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh i think uh sorry it's my my third trip I, I took to the monroe institute and um you spent a week there a whole week with mary this time and i'm glad it, in the other times it, the other two times i went i went to like an obe workshop and before that it was uh a Out of body experience. yeah and another one was like the discovery one where they mind mirror stuff and yeah everyone was always like why haven't you done the gateway and i was like i don't know and it seems like beginner and here's my, you know i want to tell this to everybody out there like i was like not as interested because you could download or listen to or so get the gateway up. is the binaural beats meditation
0: sure <laughs> I and i mean in, they,
2: yeah. it, the in the gateway was the program robert monroe who developed this and he he was a radio executive that started doing sleep studies and had learning programs in the sleep and he started noticing some other side effects that came out of that and some experiences and yada, yada. He built this, uh, um, the Institute, the Monroe Institute for, I think, uh, consciousness studies or whatever it is. They're tied in with UVA and they're like, you know, not in the CIA briefly. Well, it was funded maybe by the CIA, right. And the (laughs) army intelligence back, back in the, you know, they were all tied in with the, uh, Stanford studies and, Started with Uri Geller stuff, and and then later Project Stargate, and then they started tying that stuff into uh, Bob Monroe stuff that he was working on. But 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 anyway, um, been the the program that they developed the original ones called the Gateway, and it's just the different binaural beats that he kind of figured out and tuned in to different levels of meditation. And uh, for and why I brought up like you can if you look on. Reddit or around the internet, you can download the stuff or you get the HemiSync app. Uh the Monroe's app is called uh the um expand app, which is different from the HemiSync app, which is uh a, a different company owns that uh when the family sold the rights. But the you can listen to them, right? But they're not juiced up. Like if you go there, they crank it all the way up. They don't release the stuff out because you will wreck your car. Yeah. And basically the whole week they build you up you are high and they tell you that like you say you can't drive you can't do all this stuff while you're there because they are juicing you at 24 hours a day you're hearing like either theta frequencies all night and even if you can't hear it it's being penetrating you yeah because yeah, yeah, they're like oh on. you don't even have to you don't even have to hear it if you're deaf in one ear it doesn't matter it's the <laughs> vibrations are making your little jello brain <laughs> you know ripple in the right way and so by like tuesday or wednesday everyone's giggling and you know it's the, the, the juice is starting to like flow a little bit and um you know by the by the uh the end of the week you you know you're kind of sold on the whole process but mary was like i mean i can't i think the whole purpose it of was the, her
1: first time going
2: there her first time and my first gateway th- experience it's the best one in the world it's like so much better than anything else i've experienced there. Because it's the one they've been doing for forty years, you know. And and uh, Mary was, you know, she she's an introvert and everything. There's a bunch of people there going to this retreat. I was kind of like tiptoeing around that part. It's kind of like it's like a class. it's like you're always around these people and then and mary's you know usually she shies away from that but by the end of the week she was like not waiting she'd wake up and run downstairs so she could like talk to everybody and she was like instead of draining my energy it's like i'm getting energy when i talk to people i'm like yeah (laughs) that's awesome so it's her like the people kept coming up to me it's like she's really changed and mary was like it's changed my life and uh um you know I like she's like completely different from when she walked in there in just a week on a meditation retreat like like uh somebody was like your face looks different like her jaws released like they're not like clenched all the time she like relaxed and um so she could go back even if you can she's planning it yeah so we went in february because with the business i figured out this is my last shot for you know a year or two
0: now that she's been at home for a minute, like is uh, is somebody calling and being like, "Hey, Mary, I'm going to come over," and she's like, "No, <laughs> uh, I'm in my probably troll hole."
2: She would, but not to. If it was a single Monroe person she met, she would open the door immediately. <laughs> like she's like I found my people because everyone's kind of like minded. You know, it's it's you know you find a peer group and stuff. Yeah, and that's great. Even though it's like a, a kind of a, a a whole bunch of different types of personalities and stuff and her big deal what she did is uh and it's not part of the there's a, a program this is kind of tight i'll i'll bring it back to uh or start with telekinesis this way uh after you do the gateway you could do all these other programs that are like you they want you to understand the meditative state so you could go there for different things and one of them is spoon bending right or mc squared where you make die die roll or you try to manipulate things and
1: yeah, telekinesis. Uh,
2: telekinesis. Yeah. Well, and I have a theory on all that, which I I was kind of like, get fighting out, uh, while while we were there this time with some of like the side side games. But Mary saw, was talking and saw like the their little cabinet, and I can bring it up of uh spoons that were bent, you know, which is a big telekinesis thing. I'm holding a fork right now. Yeah. You see this fork? Maybe I turn it they turn the off. Head. If you're
1: gonna do anything, turn off your your background
2: i may or may not hear you could be this bear. yeah fork, for fork uh <laughs> but uh anyhow like um she she saw, saw thought about the bending and then she was like oh man i wish i could do that she was looking
1: at a case of spoons that were on yeah and... sure
2: and i could bring I'll, I'll pull up the picture in a little bit and then um so she had a fork and she just carried this fork around with her all the time and here i'm gonna I'm actually going to go back to the virtual background so you can see it. And I took a picture of her for like 48 hours. Uh,
0: <laughs> she just carried around and
2: stared at this fork.
0: So Nate's showing fork. a picture of Mary's
1: just sitting at a table, obviously listening to other people. And there's just a fork next to her, like she carried a pet Tamagotchi <laughs> around. It's a yeah. fork.
2: <laughs> it was a Tamagotchi pet. And so one of the instructors was Paul Elder, who's a remote viewer and uh, who also said, like, he has a book. I think it's called. The eyes of an angel, or something, and he's he's had uh, he first drowned when he was 12, like he had all like everybody, right. honestly. Like Indies, indie, yeah, uh, five, five near death experiences. So oh, he's Jesus. like, but he's also, he's he's like our dad, right? He's in his yeah. 70s, and like everything's like a, a joke, and you know, it's pretty funny. And uh, but anyway, at one point, we we're hanging out, and I went upstairs or something, or went to the room to grab something. and. Mary her, trabajo, runs upstairs. He's like, he did it. He just picked up a spoon and like twisted around a bunch of times. I was like, or once or twice. I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. And so the the so next she day. She saw
1: him bend off.
2: Aierte- she saw him do it. And then the next day, the uh, it was like, you have meditation, like a couple in the morning and a couple in the afternoon. And, you know, you could go kayak or do whatever too. But uh, the first meditation of the morning, it's like, Two minutes into it and how that all the monroe meditations they like slowly bring you up to whatever it is and you go through whatever process of like clearing your head or whatever but it was just in that part stepping up that i hear the scream and she like and there's in the monroe institute there's two cubby holes each room has two people and we shared one right yeah. not one cubby hole but we shared a room and so she had her own like kind of meditation booth Area, or cave yeah, thing yeah. And uh, I had one, and she screamed and came over, ripped open the blackout curtain that you put up to meditate. She's like, I did it. And I'll show you the image of what she did. Oh, so
1: Mary, your wife bent uh,
2: a spoon. She bent, a yeah, a, she fork. Bent oh, she a fork. Oh, the fork that she
1: carried around. She broke it.
2: Yeah, she twisted it in half and pulled the top off. There was That's,
0: so cool. Yeah. So, Nate's she, showing
1: a picture of a fork that is right at the point where
2: the, the,
0: it's a tight turn too it's a
1: very tight turn and and it's ripped off
2: and then she ripped off the top of the fork now i have some theories about this we'll get into but that don't break the laws of physics right and so uh i have a ticket and i'm going to read somebody from monroe listed it out i haven't taken the mc squared class uh, and I was super jealous of Mary, not—I mean, I was beyond ecstatic for this. By the way, yeah. Like, like how
1: often does your spouse? I mean, telekinetically on, bend a fork? You know, like... Maybe,
2: maybe, maybe, maybe not telekinesis. It depends on how you look at it. I think I'm more of a manifesting guy now, honestly. Yeah, sure. So, but but anyway, like, so we're driving home, and I at that point had stolen a, a, a fork, and the other other only other thing I'm going to mention about the Monroe Institute was. I've never seen so. There's two instructors, right? So we had Charlene and Paul were the two leaders or instructors or whatever. Yeah. And Paul did it again, like he did another spoon. It's like Nate. I had at that point stolen a spoon, and then <laughs> Paul took a different spoon. or he walks up to me. It's like, how's your how's your spoon coming? It goes do 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 do. It like twirls one around a bunch of times. So it's you like, just
1: see the spoon twirling without anyone.
2: No, it. no. But here's the thing, right? So, and I'll get into the, the spoon you're touching it with two hands. It's not a Uri Geller thing where you hold it and it just twists around. So that is why I'm going to say it's not what you think it is. So and Uri Geller would like touch the top or he would touch the top and would slowly curl up around his finger and he could stop the hands of a watch and magician type tricks, right? Yeah. This instead, what you do is you have the fork and you bend it. And then you like, this is as much as I haven't taken a class, but it's, it's kind of like you're supposed to bond with it and then you love the fork and you feel it and you kind of there's no difference between your hands and the fork or the air. You start thinking about like, hey, hey, fork, can you bend for me? Are you going to can your molecules get faster or imagine them like spreading apart or loosening up? And then all of a sudden it becomes easier and you can just bend it all at once. Like so ah. you're using two hands to bend it like that's in and that's what i was saying it's brute strength right like if 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 you did andre the giant gave him a fork you would not be surprised if he could twist it and rip the head off in a second and what they say is the fork bends and then it starts to give and when you feel it start to give instead of resistant resistant then you can twirl it up real fast and there's Crazy stuff, where people can flatten out the top of it, and it's all in a case. Oh, so yeah. I
1: got you, but but it's still it's still impressive because it's like you are taking and you're moving the element of metal in a way that it does
2: not do. Uh, yeah, or not easily, right? Yeah. And so I have a a, a theory about that, um, which we'll get into. So, and I don't know. Yeah, keep telling I don't think, your story, though. Yeah. So the, I had the spoon, and I I didn't. I wasn't able to bend it i kept doing it there's only one other guy there that ended up doing it at, at the same point and it was mary bent it at the run up to the meditation like where it's you you guys have heard listened to it right like it's like staging yeah, yeah. you up on the the thing and now we're gonna count from 10 to 12 to 15 or whatever and she was able to like she just said she she was imagining like energy pulsing to the fork from her and then it felt loose all of a sudden, and she twisted it around, and the top came off and got excited. And then I was like, well, I I, I can't feel it. I haven't felt anything like that. And she and the car were driving home on Friday, and, and my spoon was sitting there, and she picked it up. She's like, I don't know, maybe I can, and then did two loops in it. I was like, That's you awesome. son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> and then uh, you ruined my spoon. That was my spoon. And then... <laughs> Uh, much later that evening, after a couple beers, I, I had the drawer, utensil drawer open, and I just was like, well, I'm just going to fucking bend the shit with my strength. And I was like, bent one. I was like, that wasn't too hard. I grabbed another one. It went a lot faster. And I grabbed another one, and it went even faster. And so I was like, well, this is just easy because all I'm doing is, look, here's one. All I'm doing is, uh, you know, using my strength. And it's pretty easy just to bend forks around and stuff and you know I don't, I don't know if it is i don't know what the big deal is like this one like uh like i don't think i don't know what the big deal is but here's the weird thing right is i did it like four or five times and then i went back and tried to do it again this morning <laughs> <laughs> and it was <laughs> not easy i was like oh yeah i can still do <laughs> it
1: was like, so you I, thought you were brute force
2: this bending and bending forks and spoons is easy but <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't think it's that easy so everybody at home go find some shitty forks out of your drawer and give it a bin right and then but it's
0: what i said I walmart you. you get four for a dollar or you can go to the goodwill and they're like 10 cent each. so yes
2: yeah uh and they say you can graduate up to bigger stuff and some of them are absolutely nuts here's the thing about our simulation world we live in right and i'm going with the, and I really do think uh, we live in a, a type of simulation at this point. I'm not saying we're in a computer on an yeah, alien sure, sure. server somewhere. I just think this, you, you know, I 100% think we're, a, you're a spiritual being having a human experience right now. Sure. But there are rules to the experience, right? Like, so here are all the rules to be in this, just like Grand Theft Auto. You're playing Grand Theft Auto Human there's all sorts of crazy stuff you can do, but they have to be in the rules, right? Yeah. And so part of the rule, one of the, the you know, the rules is you can't levitate stuff. You know, telekinesis is kind of out. Although there are some subtle, you know, they're within the matrix, you can kind of guide stuff around. And we talked about like remote viewing and seeing what what's happening or patterning and there's all this stuff. and i i hate all the new age stuff that's like conscious like data quantum everything which i gotta get into like i think we're all telepathic too to an extent like we i kept i had a deck of cards and there's some people sitting around a couch and i'd hold up like uh this is at the monroe institute this is at the on the off hours we're just hanging out at night right and there's no alcohol no drugs no nothing like that
0: but we're just drinking
2: tea or whatever and sitting around i was like guess what card this is and it might have been like in eight of spades or something but i'm like i didn't i didn't look at it but i'm like what's what is this card and the one guy was like the first guy was like uh four of diamonds and then three other people were like uh i was gonna guess four of diamonds like and it wasn't it was the eight of spades or whatever but what was weird is they were all like they were the commonality was everybody was was
1: saying four uh diamonds
2: but that's because they were they were all connected to right sync yeah, they were in yeah. sync with each other, you know? So, yeah, but, but anyway, what I'm getting to is my, my theory behind it. And Friday night, when like, I kind of occurred to me, maybe it was, I was, I was bending all the spoons and stuff, it it's pretty easy because I, um, you believed you could. Yeah. Well, hundred percent, you believed you could. And were oh, you was vibing kind of on Mary manifesting? No, I just think if, because I told myself it wasn't a big deal, I could take my brute strength and bend a spoon and it doesn't even matter. I can do it in two seconds because the thing is you have like about one or two seconds to do whatever you want and then it gets different. And then I just did it a bunch of times, you know? And then I was like, oh, well, maybe it is. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, what if that's that's it? Like, it's you, you're manifesting that to happen. You put it, you patterned it is a better way. I don't like the word manifesting. Sure. You created a pattern. You You knew you were gonna do it it was going to happen. You didn't know it was just in that you set it in the stars for yourself. And it's not a magic thing. It's like you convinced your subconscious, everything this is going to happen. Same thing like if a kid is trapped under a car, a 90 pound woman can lift up the car, right? And take it out
1: favorite as a kid was they always told the story of like, like the monk who could go through the wall. But the idea was that you had to believe that you could go through the wall, like you had to on a cellular Level know that you could walk through the wall and you could, yeah. But as soon as you down on a cellular level, you yeah. don't.
2: As soon as Mary saw she had held that that fork for a day, as soon as she saw Paul do it, do it, it was like, Oh, I could do this, you know. And then and then she did it, right? And then so I think that that same thing for like what we're doing with the Mitch buck or whatever, like, yeah. All of this stuff, it's all about convincing yourself it can happen. And it started, I started asking myself, why are half the things that we're doing, are we doing it anyway? It's like social conditioning, yeah. whatever, like uh, societal stuff. And it was like, I was tripped out. Now it's kind of sad this morning, but it might be a sugar crash too, because there is a lot of sugar, a lot of sugar. <laughs> like, <You're> saying. <laughs>
0: Is that your superpower? Is you just ate a lot of sugar and you're like, <laughs> and coffee because you can't drink alcohol. So it's not well, can you coffee.
1: can you can you bend that fork?
0: I don't know. I
2: I'm I'm waiting to see if it's like ready. It's still kind of stiff. And Mary, I asked Mary. I was like, can you come in and do it? And she was like, if I meditate on the side, you know, and I just you have me in the background, maybe you'll see me bend a fork or not. So I just every once in a while, I'll just feel this fork and just see. It was just a normal fork. It's us? a weaker one. I don't think, I think we can
1: do it until you do
2: it. Oh, uh, You want to see me do it first? Yeah, let me let me keep. Uh, so while you were you know, talking,
0: I I brute strengthed one and it cracked it. So if I that's can, pretty good. Look at that. Yeah, but I literally like it was really hard to bend. So I don't think that is what you're talking about. So if I can, that's my step one. Let me see it again. Let's look at that. That. You cracked the crap out of it. You bent it. it, Well, how long did it take you to do that? No, I I mean, it was stiff though. Like you were saying, like it was stiff and then I just went, like while we were talking and just did it. Do another one. I mean, do a fork and bend the tines on the fork too. I don't think so.
2: uh, Oh, what did you say? I don't think
0: those are some stiff tines. Look at that thing. Yeah, they're pretty stiff. So give me a second. It's a, like it's cold. It's a cold fork. Yeah. Hold it up like, again before. I've been I touching try it again. in, in here.
2: That's a good spoon. So here's the question like it's is it is it the spoon that bends all you mind? Or whatever the or <laughs> the you matrix. It, it, the the spoon
1: bending is impossible. It's your pers- it's you that bends around. No, it's over. you bend
0: the space around the spoon. Or is it, it's not the spoon that bends, it's your mind. No, I keep that's going not right at right at at I don't know why you're giving me <laughs> <thing. laughs> The Matrix when he's looking at the kid with the spoon. Yeah, they, and the kid says, the trick is not to bend the spoon, it's to bend the space around the spoon. I'm t- I'm pretty sure that's the quote.
2: Why do all those kids have British accents? I don't
0: uh, know
2: if you did. I think he... you're giving him a British
1: accent.
0: Yeah, your memory's all Chris, play, awesome. play the clip. Do
2: not try and bend the spoon
1: that's impossible instead only try to realize the truth what truth there is no spoon there is no spoon then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends it is only yourself
0: well right, there see, you I have it i told it. you i was right but <laughs> <it> were you <laughs> we'll find out in the future
1: Oh, Nate bent the fork. Okay.
0: Whoa. Whoa. That was good.
1: And you did that with no nothing.
2: Because I did it quick. And now you can't do it. Well, I can if I could force it on But I could untwist it. But it's taking me longer to untwist it. There. I untwisted it.
0: If you did it again, it would probably snap it. So, just to clarify, Nate just picked up the fork and like a noodle like a wet noodle, just bent it around and did a loop de loop on so yeah but part.
2: but again but again, like I don't think it's anything special, like here's my theory of the and i but it is special, right like it my clearly my, is. my my theory with it, and if you you think it's hard to bend a sport fork. If you if you don't think it's hard to do it it's going to be easier. Like Andre the Giant picks up a fork, he's not going to think oh, he's dead, but if he is alive and picked <laughs> up a fork, he would just like crush it or Arnold <laughs> twisted up. He wouldn't think twice. Maybe I think people are impressed and I looked at if you go to YouTube there are all these classes and they're all sitting there going bin 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 and then they look at it as like Oh, did it bend a little bit or not? And then um, it's uh, you know it's.
0: Oh, it, done that.
2: It, what? Did you just do that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Dang, Tim, that's good. Tim's now holding up a fork that's bent. Now it's, it's weird. not it hard, hard to bend a fork.
0: Because while it's Nate was talking, hard. I was like, "I'm going for it," and then it just went whoop. and it, it. I mean, did it hurt your fingers it, when you did it? No, but it's like it's a really tight loop. And then, yes, I don't. I'll pull up the other fork. This is when I use brute strength on these cheap forks. Hold up it, both
1: forks at the same time and, and then don't move it, it, just hold them.
0: Well, let me get a good angle on that. Yeah, yeah. see that one. So, snapped. the first fork
1: that Tim is holding up is one where he, before we started doing this, this brute strengthed it and it snapped like literally, it's have like splinters. And then while he was doing it, it's just a tight knot. Like I don't think I could physically do that. No, but that's why
2: you fail. Because Uh, I did it. Tim did it. It's it's not it's easy to binge it. And if you do it fast now, I say that, right? And I have this, I've made I've been an entire time <laughs> like <laughs> on friday <laughs> night we got
1: when
2: we got back i was just like it's not that hard it's not that hard and then this morning i was texting you guys I was like i don't know guys i don't think i gonna been shit because like in marius like did the magic leave you i was like is it magic like i don't think it's truly mad and that's where and this gets to my whole thing like friday night i was like in bed thinking about this and the whole week at one row which was magical if you can get there it's like a resort that you know you're not you're not drinking and playing golf the whole time but you know what you come back different mary was like i'm a different human yeah i'm a hundred percent a different person and to watch that change happen in in everybody there it, it was like a magical wonderful thing and it's like a bonding experience and you leave their eye on life and i could see how religious retreats are good even though there is like,
1: sure, sure, sure,
2: zero religion at the the, it's like pseudoscience palace, right? But, yeah. you know, I love it. That's 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 more religion to me. That's the is religion. So I was going to show you that go. this is
1: brute strength. Like this is not. You see how not.
2: Tight how long is? did it take you to do that?
1: A long time. And you if- should
2: have. You should never spend more than a. a couple of seconds, right? Yeah, and that's why I was saying you got to feel, like, it. I, why you gotta feel you. it. You got to feel well, it. You got to
0: feel it. Why
1: I'm showing you is because yeah. it's like Tim's brute strength. Like, look how wide open that bend is Yeah. compared to Tim's tight bend. So I have another spoon. If I bend this one and it's tight, you'll see, because this was just me well, being like, well, okay, wait I'm on gonna... it.
0: Don't
2: just try it right now. Give it a second. No, no yeah. definitely.
1: But I'm just saying like, this was just me using all my muscles to yeah. bend the spoon. And of course I bent it.
0: I will say doing hard. one, but you just can see with,
1: how you see how open my circle is. It's not tight like Tim's Well, bending, I'd say that took two seconds to bend, but it, I could feel like my muscles doing it.
0: Bending a spoon, also just a brute strength one, to have a baseline, I found really helpful. Because the other night I worked a night shift and I took a spoon and a spork just in case, and I was doing exactly what Nate was talking about. I was holding it. And I was like, I'm gonna get this to bend. And I was holding it by the neck and because I, I watched YouTube videos so it yeah. might have even been your this guy who just was like shaking it like that and it just melted off the top and fell. And the the prongs of the fork just sort of would bent, he'd just shake it like that, and then he'd point at one and then shake it again, and it was all like wonk, like wonked out, and he wasn't touching it, he was like shaking it and manipulating it, but the parts that were bent he did not touch, which Seems more telepathic, but I had set those same expectations for myself. Like I'm going to melt a fork. Yeah, then,
1: I mean, and that's just, that's kind of what I. So the other night when Nate was is. Nate was texting all this stuff, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm stuck babysitting because uh, Meredith had to write a paper, so I'm with the baby all day. It's the weekend. There's no daycare. It's like a lot of work, and and Nate's like, "Well, just try it with the baby." I was like, "Oh, we'll try it on the podcast." But then all of a sudden, there's this like thing came in my mind, and it was like go in the kitchen right now and just fucking do it you can do it you have five seconds to do it it's the only time to do it but i didn't know about the like two hand thing so i went in there and i just started wiggling the spoon like this this
0: is
2: what i did the whole time i was
0: right. like come on bit and he was kind of wiggling it but i come will on,
1: say there's something about when i was doing this i could feel it changing Ooh, like, that's,
2: that's the spoon bending trick what you just said and that's what they all say They say, you'll know when it's time And Mary is, I think I'm not, I think what I'm doing is a subconscious like, Hey, you're going to do this real quick and you're not, it won't feel like you're even putting pressure on it. Like I said, like the lady lifting up the car and that's when a Friday night when we were going to bed and I was like thinking about it and it struck me like, it's not hard to bend a spoon. It's just not fucking hard. Like anybody could do it in one second and twist it up and roll it up. If you don't think it's hard, what's preventing you from doing it? And that's why I kept thinking about the Monroe Institute. Like, why do you have a consciousness and thought studies place that has like a magician's trick cabinet full of bent spoons? Because that's the whole point. And that's the whole trick of everything is you're the only, you're only limited by your belief systems, right? And if, if, if I told you it's impossible to bend this spoon or fork, like you can never do this in your whole life. Oh, you shouldn't be bending your you, blah 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 blah. No matter what you do, you'll start sweating oh, and dropping and you won't bend it. Because that's the thought experiment. And that's why the the whole the whole Mitch book thing of like uh the 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 power of positive thinking and saying, you know, if you're if you're every day you're like, God, whoa, whoa. Chris just got it.
0: Chris got it. Did you? Let's see it. I can't spinny. see it. I can.
2: Talk, Chris. Oh, yeah. It's like <gasps> That's
1: different. Tight now.
0: How did you, how fast did that take?
1: Uh, less than a second. So yeah. this is, this is brute fourth. Like, hold on, let me show you. And
0: Chris's spoon has a big loopy loop from his.
1: Yeah, it looks first. like I tried to bend it and then compared to that one.
0: The quickie-do's, it is tight, like a knot in a shoestring. Because it's not a big deal anymore. It's not a big deal. Yeah, and Mary's keeps
2: graduating up. Like, she tested, <laughs> like, she bent one, I don't, it might be in the Tupperware. I will yeah, say, on I the have one, of- I have the one Mary did today. So she was questioning it, and by the way, she has, uh she framed that one in a shadow box outside of her studio door, and it says, you're more than your physical body, stamped on it. And, uh, I mean, she, Mary is, but, but Mary's like, I, she said, I could do it because there, there's a class of 24 people, right? I said, kids are mostly older than us, but, but anyway, like there's a class of all these people and stuff. And why was Mary the one to do it? And no, it wasn't taught. No one wanted, they didn't pass out spoons. She just stole one and did it. Right. But, uh, and the, what I was talking about uh, earlier, I didn't get to the most hilarious, weird thing is Charlene was, Complaining to Paul, she's like, "Quit bending the good utensils. to <laughs> find some crappier ones. I, would you stop bending the good forks?" And that was like nowhere on the face of the planet is that argument taking place other than the Monroe <laughs> Institute? That they're arguing over bending the good silverware.
0: So I'll say to apply this outside of bending spoons and forks with the the. So the skeptics gonna say you hold a fork, you get it warm. You can go quickly. You're yeah. confident. It's like punching through wood. You're going to break the wood better the, after the practice. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. But I would argue that Nate's thought experiment where you, cause this is exactly what me and Chris both did as we tried it with brute force. And then we're like, you know, a little bit more confident and knew that we could do better. You can apply it outside of forks to things that don't bend. Yeah, And I think combining that with Mitch Horowitz's book or whatever, it's like, or the whole concept of positive thinking, like you can be happy. You, you know, I'm going to bend my life out of the funk and I'm going to be happy instead of depressed, or I'm going to be successful instead of, uh you know, st- struggling to pay the bills. Like it applies to everything, but I think it's just objectively cooler to see somebody bend a fucking fork with their brain than it's <laughs> to see but, somebody like get an, a raise at work after they like manifest okay. whatever. I got
2: I got the best example, and it's Roger Roger Bannister, right? Who's that? And it, he is the, the first person, and this is nineteen fifty four. He is the first person to run uh, to beat a four minute mile, and they they said it is impossible for a human to run under four minutes in all the Olympics. I mean, they're at, that was, the, I mean, since the dawn of man. That's the original sport is running. So he after he did that, after he broke four minute mile, everybody fucking broke it. Right. Yeah. yeah like, they're doing so, marathons. On it. Yeah. So you have hundreds of years since the, the clock was invented. Right. No one could beat the four minute mile. The second people knew it was possible and he was the first person to do it. Roger Bannister. The second he did it, everyone started breaking it. Right. So and it was only because
0: they knew that they could do it. I have yeah. a more modern uh version <laughs> of that. A thirteen year old beat Tetris, and they mm-hmm. talked about it on the neat cast, and it was all on <laughs> the news because a news lady made fun of him and was like, Maybe he needs to beat going outside. How about that for an achievement? And I was like, Lady, she has no idea what he achieved because he played Tetris so well that the game glitched out and stopped. And nobody had ever done that. No human had ever gotten to that. No human
1: had ever done that. Right.
0: And so as soon as he did it, other kids have now beaten it. And Really? He was the first since Tetris was invented. And he did it. It made the news. Other kids that play Tetris are like, I can do it. Just like the four-minute mile. And now Tetris has been beaten by multiple people. And they're Uh, probably all kids. uh, That's so cool. That's so cool. But, but that's the
2: point. And because Mary couldn't do it until she saw Paul do it. And she was like, and then it became a possibility, although she was already triggering it. And I think here's where the manifesting part happens, right? Yeah. And, and again, we're, we're talking about patterning is like, I like that term that uh, Monroe uses in patterning better than manifesting sounds magic. Because I don't think none of it's truly magic, right? Like, like another person I was reading on Reddit. But maybe we
1: just need to change our definition of magic, right? But anyway,
2: continue. But the wizard, that was, and that I'll, I'll get off this whole tangent. Like that night, I was thinking the wizard doesn't think what he's doing is magic, only the hobbits do and stuff, right? Right, like, exactly. Because he, he put the work in. Because he put the work in, he knows how, how it happens. Just like if you listen to somebody play the piano that's really good at it, you're like, that's magic. How did you do that to him? Or her, that is not magic, right? Because they put hours and hours and hours that's, and hours, thirty-five and they know years it's, of practicing, Who and know? they know it's possible for them to listen to something and pick it up or do whatever. It's only to it's only to you, and that's probably like the aliens and stuff with telepathy are like so, Nate, monkey Nate, things.
0: I'm on the opposite end of the same spectrum because you're saying magic doesn't exist it's hard work and then you walk into somebody doing gymnasium backflips and they're they've been a olympic champion gymnast you're like that is magic that they're flying through the air i i hear you i hear exactly what you're saying and i think that's what magic is and it is magic and it applies to music it applies to skills art um you know and then even even like somebody that can just shrug off a bad mood and be like stoicism to me is magic to just not
1: well not to stoicism but like physical it it applies to the physical like think david blaine you know like i could put a a a needle through my arm and no blood will come out because you know what i mean like it's one part conditioning right a big part of it is 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 belief
0: but uh, I, 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 think I belief it, it, comes with evidence, right? Uh, belief comes with proving or know, knowing. No, know, it's knowing. knowing and proof is different. Knowing, so, but, is different.
2: but 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 knowing, and that was like that's a, a Monroe and Tom Campbell big thing, right? And it's like a belief system is garbage, belief is garbage because it's like, well, I believe that it, it's this way. Why? Oh, no, no reason because my granddad join this church or cult or whatever right like but but knowing is and if you read it in a book just because you read it in a book okay is that really knowledge without experience but if you experience if you like the scientist that does the reads about it has a the theory and does the experiment now he knows he knows when he mixes these two chemicals are going to explode you know when you think about something in a certain way it's going to eventually happen and it's up like if if we're living in like art we're playing grand theft auto human you know like so there's rules to the game but if you're like uh if you set the pattern that this is going to happen as long as it fits within those rule rules the pattern's going to happen in my thing what i think is is happening too like as long no matter what what it takes for it to 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 go through the process if you truly know like if it's like you're remembering it right like that's how most of the manifesting stuff works it's like i know like without a doubt this is going to happen i just don't know exactly how it's going to happen as long as you don't destroy a rule of the universe it's going to happen and like the like we we're talking about quantum quantum stuff is garbage i think with a lot of like i love um uh, puck Chopra's voice and stuff but some of the quantum stuff it's like if you don't know how something works you can't just assume it's like a qu- quantum in nature right like there's uh you know but but it, it can break some physics stuffs physics rules and, and and stuff like that but you're 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 forcing in the outcome like no matter what you, you could say uh no matter what I am going to have a successful business which by the way I I will like it's in the cards. every time every step of the way if something comes up there's a there's a solution and you're just problem solving to the final goal
0: and i i um i'd argue I don't that know. what you just said you don't need to know how it works just that it's possible you don't need to the, like yeah. step 1 know what you want to do step 2 do it and then how you're doing it you either figure it out step by step or you just get the result like bending the fork or the spoon or you know when when things happen that might be a little bit spooky or out of your control or that you can't explain who cares you that you got the experience why would you need to get like the oh. the, the did you just fart <laughs> that was a burp i, burped.
2: I put the fork down like this and i went Arp. <laughs> in the microphone i if my microphone <laughs> picks up a fart which it probably could we're talking uh, about
0: the secrets of the universe and how it applies to us and, and farts yeah that's on part that's on brand
2: so we talked about like same thing but where the fork is too big and like Mary was a uh, bit this one uh, in her meditation today and it's just bit in half it's not twisted in half at all we we tested it like we she tried as hard as she could to bend it before she meditated like was the trick you know yeah and now the thing is did she is there anything special magical about that did she manipulate the atoms in the fork or did she manipulate herself to be able to do it right like i think that's yeah. that's part of the the my question and then does it matter like it that, the matter. Out, that the outcome's the same now most of the people i'll, I'll read this real quick I, I don't know if i sent it to you there's this guy on uh reddit on the gateway tapes which is um some monroe thing and the user's name is slipknot official so i don't know one of the Slipknot dudes like the Monroe Institute or not I I can see
1: the Slipknot dudes being super into this
2: yeah listening to if you listen to like the song Nuba by the last Tool album I'm like oh those fuckers went through Monroe but anyway it's like uh, (laughs) uh, he he says and he's taken a lot of classes and he took the MC squared class as the one where they go out and they try to uh, change how die roll and stuff now I, again, I'm going to argue, like, I think it's hard to manipulate the physical world, but you can manipulate or, or p- people like you're, Uri Geller, right, who is fantastic. You can look up the Stanford experiments are on YouTube. You can see where he guesses it's a trillion to one odds that he would guess what cylinder has the right ball every single time, yeah. right? A trillion to one. And that's why the CIA was like, let's crank up some money. You know, we don't care how this works. And the CIA would hire him later to fly on planes with Russian assets to erase hard drives. Like, he would just sit by, he was like, I just sit in the, the seat behind the Russian guy and go erase, 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 erase for an entire flight to try to throw. He supposedly, during the uh, hostage rescue in Egypt, where the planes hijacked or the plane, the hijacked plane thing and rescued the hostages that Uri Geller knocked out the radar so the israeli planes could go in with his mind or something but in the in the other big thing what what in the reason i'm, I'm talking about is uh when he when they they launched the the probes to go look the explorer probes in the 70s to the first the, original probes yeah because we had never outside of a telescope you know we had never seen jupiter Jupiter. and saturn and all the planets right so you had the two explorer probes or voyager voyager sorry voyager probes go out uh beecher later from star trek uh the motion picture but uh the voyager probes go out and then um he your was painting jupiter with rings and they were like why would you paint it with rings he's like well i know it has rings he's like it doesn't have rings why would you say it does he's like because I just looked at the human, the total population of the world and found some people that had already seen images of Jupiter and every single one had rings on it. Okay. Uh, and so that's why he was drawing the rings. And sure enough, Voyager Pro goes by and there are rings around Jupiter. right? So, but he, in, in his drawings, whereas Joe McMonagle, who, by the way, was there and awesome as always uh, at the Monroe Institute, but uh, Joe just sees it like uh he'll just like see an image and just know exactly or just know know what something is within a second of it but uh uri he could only only do drawings i don't think he's really a good remote v- viewer all of his success is because he's reading the mind i think or getting an impression of yeah, the mind he's more of telepathic the, than he is telepathic yes, of the person doing it which makes him the best magician because for a sleight of hand that's going to be fantastic. And, and
1: and and for those who don't know, like Kyrie Geller's a complicated dude, right? Like he's annoying as fuck and has been discredited for for uh
2: some stuff, right? Imagine but, if if Donald Trump was telepathic. Uh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah.
1: It's not that, that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> Maybe not. But it it is bad, but like at the same time like i i i feel bad for yuri geller because also like fuck the amazing randy like fuck yeah there's there's something you know what's while we we're talking about our guy mitch mitch horowitz you know like who uh um, we're hoping to have on the podcast and then in the near future after we finish his book um he writes a lot of articles like that's just kind of his thing and he has a a, a variety of articles on medium like uh that are all like the crisis of professional skepticism, because, uh, you know, we all, the three of us know, because we've read or are reading The 30 Day Mental Challenge, and I've read like all of his other books, he's a very pragmatic occultist, right? Like he's a historian, he's, he calls himself a, a a believing historian, where he's kind of like, I'm sold, but I'm also gonna, I'm not gonna come at this stuff completely like academically, because I think it's really interesting, and I and I kind of believe that it's real. But um, one of the things he talks about is that skeptic he he supports and values skepticism because he's like we need good skepticism, we need a good rational um, m- counterattack to a lot of claims because um, there are a lot of people faking stuff and like. But he says that the majority of people these days to paraphrase a lot of his articles, it's like the mentality, the rational mentality is mm, offended and like spiteful when it comes to like thinking about consensus reality. When it's just like, look, I'm not, you know, like we should approach all this stuff and look with skepticism, but we should do it not from like a defensive pissed off position of rationality. Like we should like, be like look at skeptical question things look for results but like do it from a place that's saying like you know what how we perceive the world is crazy and the world is like how like reality itself is insane so like instead of coming from a position of like pure blind rationalism um you should come out of it skeptically but like open-minded enough to like see evidence when you see evidence and like like it like it should go both ways and
2: um so that's the perfect rant because that's that's the whole of everything right like if you're if you like uh i talked to somebody about ufos like oh, i'm not into ufos at big but it's all ridiculous I, and i was like so you don't think a pilot should report a ufo even with all the new russian and chinese drone technology and stuff like that i mean come on like you can't you can't limit yourself by like oh that's all silliness and people box stuff into a point people where
1: box stuff in crazy and th- i mean that's the whole thing like i actually think the three of us are fairly rational grounded people but as the neat cast would say we have a lot of believer <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> Yeah. like i think that consensus reality should be questioned just as much as someone who sees a bigfoot you see a bigfoot I'm like, well, you're probably fucking high, right? Or like, you're kind of like, you wanted to see a Bigfoot, so you saw a Bigfoot. Like, I'm a little skeptical, but at the same time, like, what do I know about perception and reality? Because anytime I look into it, all it proves to me is that, like, we don't know anything about it. Also, it gets weird
0: too, because you can't tell somebody you saw a Bigfoot or a UFO, because they're just going to think you're crazy or, or being like, yeah, right, you saw something, you were confused, whatever so and that's where we get into trouble as a culture because you can't just see bigfoot you need a picture of bigfoot you need a recording I mean, of bigfoot yeah like you need somebody else
1: focus and you really shouldn't maybe believe in bigfoot but if you do like i guess that's your like hobby so that's fine but at the same time it's like why are you <laughs> limiting reality like like reality is only only ever blown our minds like whenever well, you actually study it like it's and also there's like, we,
2: infinite trillions of stars in the universe and you're like, well, there's no sense. way that we're the only light in this very moment, in the speck of dust on in the entire with the moat of God's eye.
0: There is a there. planet, there is a greater than zero percent chance that there's a planet where there is Bigfoot Jesus that got Bigfoot crucified <laughs> and they see humans <laughs> in the woods every now and then. But the um, the, they made Bigfoot in his image. The I'd say we have the advantage of uh, the land being our home turf. So we're like, I understand land. I live on land. There's no Bigfoots here. Take it to a different, uh, less familiar territory. Like you go into the ocean and you see something scary as fuck and you don't know what it is. And you come back and you're like, I saw ocean foot. It was a giant fucking thing. It had teeth and it just sort of moved. It could have crushed me. But it didn't, and I believe in ocean. I like ocean foot. Yeah, and I'd be like, I believe it. There's a bunch of scary stuff in the. I don't even like the water in the ocean.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Like, I just get so pissed at like rash, over rationalized people because it's like everything's aha. Like, if you look at Yuri Geller, Yuri Geller is obnoxious as hell
0: can i the only yes. year he get so i followed him when we were on x which we were phasing out of so catch us on youtube i also don't go to good pod sorry i follow all the good pods people on spotify now and youtube so i'm still listening um but when we were following him he'd post a literal x files picture and then quote it as uh, a friend of a friend gave me this, and my life could be in danger. But I'm sharing it with you because it's important, and it's these alien bodies. And I'm like, motherfucker, that's from the X Files movie. And then it's not in the like, movie. It's not even the fucking TV no, show. No, but but watch <laughs> Tim
2: tonight. Like watch the uh, watch the YouTube of the Stanford series that the CIA paid for to like test his abilities <laughs> and see what you think, because it's it's insane but what's weird about Uri Geller right is he gets excited every single time like if he if he gets the drawing right he jumps up and down it's like yeah I can't believe it that's insane and he starts like I'm like why is he like that like why is he doing that but he likes the attention too and then all of a sudden like I think he does have like some natural weird talents right like he could do even as like David Blaine can do weird stuff right like he's Definitely next level, but you know, I right? Don't know. I, I think, but maybe he's also obnoxious.
0: Uri Uri Geller is the dude perfect of the occult world, where he's doing all these trick shots. But every time he lands it, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he gets
2: like really excited. But he was surprised, like early Uri Geller was surprised that it worked. You know, yeah, like but- it was that was so it sold me on half the stuff from Stanford with the old videotapes. Where he had to like guess, you know, which container had a ball and he got every single one right. They said it was a one in a trillion chance. You know, And but how did he do it? Or was he just reading the mind of the person that dropped the ball in the middle container or whatever or had water in it? You know, you don't know. Well, I just don't think Yuri Geller is that special,
1: his. but he's also that special. I don't think I think we could all be Yuri Geller, you know, like you just have to believe that you can do it and like yeah, well, his, his he,
2: remote viewing is insane. Yeah, i only other the person of
1: his drawings and like the target and the uh, response, and it's like you can't. It's not. It's it's properly real. Like you we can't actually fuck we with talked this. about
0: this with the uh, Douglas Bachelor too. I was just listening to our interview with him recently. Um, there is innate talent involved. It's like like I can, a musician, right? I can play. Uh, football, I know the rules, but it doesn't mean I'm as good as like somebody that's clearly going to go pro or something, or it's the same with you're right. Like with piano where people just pick it up. Some people are savant and they don't function or they can't explain how they're doing it, but they're also not able to create music. They could only mimic a piano the first time they hear it, but they have to hear it which might be like Yuri Geller's savantness is that somebody else has to give him the information, but he's got it. They don't have to show it to him. They just have to have the information, but he can't like create things or make things. Um, he's just, he's just exposing things that are already here.
1: But like part of like, I think his personality, like this over the top flamboyant, like intense thing is probably why he's good at stuff. Is because his, mm consensus of reality his his like vision of reality allows for it Yeah, do that you do that long enough like he like i think if he was like oh yeah i you know i did it like the fact that he was stoked he's like 78 years old the fact that every time he bends a spoon or something he's still stoked about it yeah, says, that's like
0: uh, you had stepped away. I said he's the dude perfect of the occult world because yeah. he nails a trick <laughs> shot and he's like, Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, he would never, but I would argue that he says that he's like that now. But he, if he didn't have the capacity to be like that, he would have never been Yuri Geller. Like, right. the fact that he is he blows his own mind allows for him to blow his own mind. You know? I, well,
2: I, I also, he, he's addicted to blowing other people's minds. And if he wasn't sure if he was going to do the trick, he would fake it to make sure everyone's mind's blown because that's what he's addicted to. Is and, being you know, like I,
1: I mentioned it like the amazing Randy, who is the person who like, I know. The dude Beller, Sorry, right? I, yeah. but like the way if you read anything, the amazing Randy did or any of there's such when they debunk someone, there's so much relish and like, it's so spiteful. Like it's but so, but it, it's the same. It's clearly biased. That's yeah.
2: bias. It's exactly as bias, and that's why I think we're in such a society where you're divided in one way or another. Like like they're yeah. u- professional UFO debunkers and UFO enthusiasts, and they're like it's all it's all ridiculous. And I think like the truth is going to be a little bit boring and in between everything. Yeah, I was gonna like, say.
1: Well, that's what I was about to say. Is like there's the UFO believers and there's the debunkers, and they're both wrong. <laughs> oh 100 it doesn't mean that it's not real like it is real like we have to talk about like i don't know challenging people who are so they sweat reality so hard you know what i mean it's like you're just perception man like your perception is like what is wrong with you that what happened to you that you need it to be this certain way and I find when you read these debunkers, they might not be wrong. Like the amazing Randy might not have been wrong. Like Yuri Geller was probably faking a lot of his spoon bends.
2: Yeah. He also, has a car, by the way, a car covered in bent spoons. That yeah. All of this, well, it.
1: you know what he has now? He has a tattoo on his arm. So anytime someone runs up to him and says, can you bend your spoon? He's like, can you show me a bent spoon? He's like, sure. And he does this. Uh, and he bends his arm on it. and he has a tattoo of a spoon on his elbow. So he uh, bends
0: the spoon. That's, that's way, pretty so. solid tattoo though. That's uh it's that's
1: a super solid tattoo. It's that's a not
0: a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Nate. Yeah. Can you tell the story about the guy at Monroe that went out of body by accident and saw the uh the entity getting drunk? Alright, so it was it by accident. I, I haven't read his book yet, so
2: we'll see. I won't say to name any names, but here's a little tidbit. Uh, or a secret thing that I didn't know and think about, remember in the movie Ghost, where that you had the guy on the train that was showing uh, um, Swayze That's how he could yeah. hit a sign and stuff Because and he was messing with people on the subway, but uh, he was still addicted to cigarettes. The point of the story is, no matter what you're still, like if you're a drunk in life and you die <laughs> and you're like you're still like craving that or whatever. Like it's hard, you're not necessarily the, over- the the, the, the the splinter of you, the,
1: the yeah. fragmentation of you that's left behind that's forming the ghost is still under the the influence of like needing
2: yeah. the alcohol. They they, 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 they don't everything. say, but, but, and God knows Monroe loves ghosts, like, like that kind of thing. And they have a whole program called Lifelines, which has a show from the Unexplained, two episodes on it, you can find that on YouTube where they have a whole program, like after you do a few classes, uh, you can go back or or you meditate to get to a state to find lost spirits to tell them to move on and get out of here. And that was because somebody was channeling, get this, this is insane. So uh, Monroe Monroe had used to bring mediums in to see what they would do under his technology. He was more of an engineer and science guy. But he would get all the psychics and weirdos in and plug him up just to see what would happen one of the mediums kept channeling somebody and was like hey can you do me a favor so if somebody dies and they're just caught up and they don't realize they're dead they can't see us to help bring for us to bring put the pull them back into the mix so they can be reincarnated or do whatever they're going to do but they can still see you if you go out of body. Could you help find these people and just bring them someplace that so we could snag them? Because they can't see us and they've just been trapped there forever. So Monroe created a program called Lifelines, which you can read about or watch in Unexplained, where you meditate to what you have to be like an experienced person and you know you qualify. But you sit there and you put on the headset and they have their chambers, like they have a couple like isolation chambers and stuff they tune you in and you can go out and you can find somebody like the first one that's documented was this kid in a shipwreck that was like still holding onto a log for a hundred years and they're like just like oh the log man and he's like I don't want to or whatever like this is this whole thing you can read about it or watch the video but uh, it's kind of interesting but where I was getting at what Tim asked about was this guy floated out of body he was like oh I gotta go check on a couple of co-workers I know they're getting drunk somewhere they always smell like alcohol after lunch or whatever it was so he goes to the bar and sure enough Spiritual. just, he's yeah, spiritually just he spiritually out of body to the bar. goes to the out, bar. out of body yeah and he because he he's had like five near-death experiences he has spontaneous obe's which joe mcmonicle does and it seems like anybody who's been dead a bunch of times seems to do but uh he floated out over there and sure enough they're there's this bar nearby, his office, and there were uh, only a few people. There's a drunk at the bar holding onto a glass, but passed out. And then these guys were in the back playing pool, and one of them was smoking a cigarette, which isn't allowed. And then uh, he noticed they were smoking, and an ash got on the pool table. He was kind of, like, floating up at the ceiling, spying on him, like those assholes I knew they were drinking. And then he looks back at the other guy that's drinking a beer, and he sees the ghost behind him. There's somebody else behind him. But they're not alive it's just this weird like apparition and it keeps jumping into the guy getting pops right back out the past like he keeps jumping guy.
1: into the like guy yeah out.
2: like try it like he would possess up but he can't possess somebody But he would be pop back out and then he'd jump in and then pop out and after a few times he started getting a little wobbly the the ghost and uh the guy is like floating up there looking at him do this like what the fuck and then a- after like the fifth time the the shadow thing is like starting to look a little woozy he looks right up at him floating out of body up at the ceiling gives him the finger the ghost gives him a <laughs> finger and then walks and stumbles out through a wall so the ghost was getting drunk off of a passed out drunk guy
1: yeah that's awesome so this guy out of body projects to spy on his co-workers and while he sees them breaking the rules, he sees a ghost repeatedly drunk, uh, uh, jumping a drunk at the bar. And getting,
2: He's getting psychically ghost getting ghost drunk. What
1: that is, is fire blowing. They, they call it the drunk blood. No,
0: they keep oh, it. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Are you talking about what we do in the show? Oh, they call it drug blood. <laughs> Oh, tr- drug blood. Fucking <laughs> hilarious. I love that show so
2: much. It is,
1: it's such a funny drank the blood of some people, but the people want drugs. And now I'm a wizard. I drank the drug blood.
2: Yes, I drank some drug
0: blood. We drank some drug blood. Mm-hmm.
2: So good. Anyway, think about my number one. Let's think about, maybe you guys don't have anything ready. The most telekinetic, awesomest movie ever. Name it. Um, powder. Well, I
1: always like wait, Mary,
2: what'd you say, Tim? Powder, uh, powder was last actually on my list. Closest to powder is phenomenon. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: I did, but you guys still haven't seen Tarkovsky's Stalker, right?
2: Uh, I did. It was
0: really film. boring. Like
2: the Russian movie,
1: yeah, it's of course it's boring, but it's also spectacular. This
0: is slow burn. I got to think about the definition of what telekinesis is moving stuff with your head. Oh, Firestarter? Firestarter is an excellent one. Um, Stick I, with Stephen King for a minute. What wait, else? are you doing um anything TV with telekinesis? Shows too? Yeah, sure. Uh, Stranger Things. 100%. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm trying to think of other uh, Stephen King stuff. Oh, the shinning. Mm-hmm. Of course. Dr. Sleep, I think, was more telekinesis. than Well, that was the s-
1: well t- Do- Dr. Sleep was more like astral projection. So of- good.
2: That was the best ever view of astral projection, by the way. You haven't said the, the main one. It.
0: it. Clown. The oh, oh, no, the Bloody Mary one with the uh, pig blood, Carrie. C- Carrie is the best Stephen King version of telekinesis.
2: The number one movie, since you guys are, aren't getting it, even though I guess I, I had time to think about it, Star Wars, Come oh look well,
1: Yeah, because that's like, <clears throat> that's such a fantasy movie in a way.
2: Yeah, but. But no, it's Force. true. It's 100% I mean,
1: that's true. the best one. Everything from C-3PO floating across like to scare yeah. the Ewoks to obviously anything to do with the Force, you know. Yoda
0: training,
2: training on the stack rocks with his mind.
1: Yeah. Not, I was thinking tried. of uh,
0: Luke with the helmet on so he's blinded i, I love that i
1: watched that Meredith had never seen star wars until i made her watch it like not even that long ago like seven years ago and the whole time we watched one two and three all the original star wars i guess yeah. about four five six um that um she was like fuck luke man luke is the worst she hated luke skywalker the whole time it <laughs> was like why do you not listen to Yoda? He never once listened to Yoda. Yoda's like,
2: no, don't Luke, Yoda man. was right the whole time. The
1: entire time she was like, she's like, I hate people that don't listen to the smartest person in the room. Fucking drives me crazy. Yeah. Luke is a <laughs> yeah. spoiled asshole who never listened to Yoda
2: because he's a teenager. You know? He
1: is a teenager. He's uh. like, he shouldn't have gone to the cloud system should have listened. He should have finished this training in the Dagobah system with Yoda. Yeah, all he did was Yoda get his hand chopped
0: Scott off. He Parker. didn't make any difference.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
0: she's that's like, that's why, why like your pet, sister he, was like, he's a
1: petulant child.
0: That's why your sister remains safely anonymous. Yeah. So anyway, I am gonna leave in a second. But the um, I like how we're on YouTube now. Go find us. But uh I'm like, hey, I'm gonna leave. And then new hero if you're listening on an audio format, I'm done. I'm gone. But on YouTube, magically, spoiler alert, I don't go anywhere. I just watch y'all. <laughs> but before before I take off, um I made up a joke and I told it at work and it didn't just bomb like i got shamed for it and then <laughs> Wait, nobody... you
1: you invented the joke i like,
0: invented to... a joke i may not have been the first to come up with this joke i haven't googled it but i came up with this joke in my brain all right let's hear it there's i was in the icu charting and there's like four is or five that
2: people... part of the reason that did it fell flat as you're telling this jokes joke jokes is the I icu
0: was in the appropriate place for this and they were talking about lab draws. And so just, I turned around. I wasn't part of the conversation. I just started barking at this group of five people. And I was like, hey, did you know that the first person to invent sterile technique for lab draws was Dr. Ringe in Europe? And he actually saved so many lives by doing that, that they knighted him. And he is now known as Sir Ringe. <laughs> uh, yeah, you texted that. Oh my God, I was laughing so hard. And then uh it was—they th- were all just deadpan. They're even like, "Really?" And I was like, "No, no, he's not real. I made that up." And they're like, "Oh, I thought you were just telling us like a fact." And then one of the guys there—he's in his forties—he should know better for a pun like that. I was like, "No, it's a good joke. It's good." Anyway, I'm gonna leave now. All Wait. Right. Well, okay. All right. Nate yeah. a-
1: and I are gonna go to this bar because we always do. Tim quits early. Yep. Nate and i go look for thirsty drinks um and we time slip 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 in to the middle ages
0: oh hey, what are you folks doing back in my inn you always bring no monies no coins but we bring the jokes Sometimes I think twice. Two out of eight times, y'all have brought uh jokes worthy of earning an alcoholic ranch-flavored beverage. So if you'd like to try to earn your alcoholic ranch-flavored beverage, as always, I defer to my
1: traveling companion here.
2: (laughs) I only have two jokes. I only have two jokes. Uh, So the first one is gonna be for my partner Chris, and if it falls flat, he gets no. That's, that's totally fair. <laughs> no trick. I, I and then the, the next check I'll claim for my aunt. So this one will be Christmas. You know, so <laughs> I took a lot of, uh, you know, crazy classes in uh, college and one was, uh, um, on telekinesis and my telekinetic teacher, you know, he would always say, if you know the answer, raise my hand. That I believe had.
0: that's
2: <laughs> Chris happy. Gave a half chuckle. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, because
1: that's a real quote. Uh, that's a real quote from Kurt Vonnegut, who said, um, "If there's anyone who what was it like who actually believes in telekinesis, raise my hand." Uh, yeah, <laughs> like it's a. Classic. I'm glad
0: you two think it's funny because uh, this ranch drink's is going to be quenching the like... thirst of another patron.
2: That's fair. That's totally fair i do like how um it was uh stephen hawking had the party for the time travelers yeah and he sent the invitation a year later but he was by himself <laughs> like no one showed up is it because there are no time travelers or no time travelers wanted to go to this party well
1: well that was the that was the, so that was a whole joke for a while right like he did have a party this is a fact he the stephen hawking's had a party for time travelers and then no one showed up but then the joke for a while was that that stephen Hawking was on the epstein list
0: (laughs) yeah uh no he actually was on the list (laughs) though he had he he was was,
1: but like little people people people, do like clearly someone did that as a joke like he never went to epstein island but the idea was that the people for the future knew that he was on the list and didn't
2: come to his party I thought he did go to Epstein Island. No,
1: his name was on the list, but people say that people would go to Epstein Island and just sign for other people's names, so like, Stephen Hawking's was never on Epstein Island. I he- thought
2: that the whole thing is he liked to watch little people do uh, complex math equations on a chalkboard. That's not a thing. No. <laughs> I was kind of excited about that. <laughs> Alright, second joke is... Uh, you know, so um, a friend of mine gave me a uh, telekinetic abacus uh, to me for my birthday. I, I, uh, I really didn't want it, but it's the thought that counts.
0: So I'm going to give you these wooden <laughs> spoons.
2: <laughs> Nothing! It's the thought that counts! The telekinetic. No,
0: I understood it. But uh... I'm going to give you these wooden spoons, and if you two can <laughs> bend them with your mind, I'll give you free ranch drink
1: yeah uh, Whoa, okay so the Nate, actual... what the fuck
0: wait what did Nate just do
1: show the fork again
0: Lou, did, did you just do that when did you do that Nate at <laughs> some point during the podcast just Nate's not up, uh... holding
1: up a fork that's been
0: <laughs> it looks like it went through a blender yeah